thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Look at that man, his face looks niche. Niche is quiche. Face is niche. Um, hi. Hi, Zies. How are you? Do you feel real good? Do you need to poo? If you need to poo, you can probably keep listening. Um, welcome to Niche's quiche. Uh, I'm, I'm overexcited. Um, I'm not really, but I am overexcited because I've always wanted to do a proper podcast. There's a ghost. There, look, there is a ghost or phantom episode out there, which was just me mucking around. And I put it up there because I honestly technically know nothing about how to do podcasts or to launch them on the like the platforms like Apple and Spotify and all that type of stuff. So I put one out there um, that is kind of like the first episode, but it's not really the first episode. I think this is really the first episode. So welcome to Nisha's Quiche. I hope my levels are good. I hope the technical side doesn't put you off. My name's Sam, and I really love, I love golf, don't like golf. Um, anyway, so look, it's just gonna be me doing a deep dive weekly in your ear holes, like a little tiny me diving into your ear hole. And I'm gonna just like, I'm gonna research topics and then talk about them, niche topics, like uh, lacrosse, um, the the beginning of Hungry Jacks. I thought that'd be a really interesting one because I, I like that whole Burger King angle and the fact that they're two different businesses that um, have the same kind of logo. Anyway, um, what else am I going to look at? Royal Tennis. I like obscure uh, sports. I'll look at those. Um, uh, I'm doing seances now. We're going to talk about seances. But what else? Gum nut. Oh, googly eyes. I want to do. I want to find out all about googly eyes. Who was the first person to, to make the googly eye? And anyway, so just look, just stuff to take you away from um, your own head, your own thoughts, all the uh, all the rotten news out there, re-wars, pandemics, uh, potential recessions, all that. Just a little bit of escapism for your ears, ism, rhymes with ism, um, and hopefully not too much scurrilous um, material. I, I mean, I don't really go blue on stage. I was speaking on, on stage. I just, um, I've done a bit of touring lately, which I haven't done in such a long time, and it's just been a joy. I went to Orange um, at the Factory Espresso, which is run by Nick Gleason, who's Tom Gleason, who's, uh, if you don't know who Tom is, he, if you're listening internationally, well, that sounds like I'm being denigrating Tom Gleason. Everyone should know who Tom Gleason is, but anyway, he's a very popular, oh, sorry, I just knocked over a candle, because um, I'm having a seance this episode. We've got a seance, so I've got a candle going. Um, I'm immersing myself in the subject. Um, Nick Gleason is Tom Gleason's brother, and he's a sweetheart. And uh, yeah, he runs a gig up in Orange, which is regional New South Wales, which um, looks a cool place. It's not really for me. Like, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Regional Australia scares the shit out of me. And not in a Wolf Creek way, just in a like, um, I'm scared of the youth. Uh, they all dress like their hilltop hoods, so they're all like, you know, it's Australian hip-hop, which is the worst of the music genres, and yeah, come at me, hilltop hoods. Um, you know, you're nice guys, I've met, I think I've met one of you, and you're really, really nice, but it's just not my thing, like, I'm not someone's thing, you know what I mean? I'm ne this is why I do Niche's Quiche, because, and why I am Niche, because I know that my comedy is Niche. And there, there would have been people at the show on the weekend that I did in Brisbane. I had a really weird first show in Brisbane, so I did two shows in one night. And, yeah, by the way, I'll get back to Orange and uh, hip-hop. 
crimes in a minute. Um, yeah, I did shows in Brisbane on the weekend. The first one, so I did two shows back to back, which is always kind of hard as a comic because you kind of forget. Um, I don't really like to call myself a comic anymore. I think I just call myself a a, a man. Um, I don't even think you can say that anymore. Can you be a gender anymore? I, I don't know. Anyway, um, as a as an entity, I uh, got on stage for the first show. And when you're doing back to back shows as an entity, you can kind of get confused as to what you've. Uh, said in the first show or the second especially in the second show your second guest stuff because you're like haven't I already talked about this uh, and you, you have because it was earlier that night an hour before but you thought thinking to yourself am I saying this right now but I, I said this just 10 minutes ago anyway it's um so the first show I, I don't know why but I, I got I had a massive crisis of conscience uh does that make sense or my um I had a bit of an anxiety attack just thinking what am I am I good and I think i the, the gig started not great, I have to admit. It was like, it was subpar, and then it got really good. It was a really good end. Um, maybe just because people knew they were leaving soon, so they felt happy. But um, it was it was an odd vibe, but I created that vibe. So I'm not blaming anybody but me. I did it. I'm responsible for the vibe. I am the vibe master. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. And then the second show was magic. And before that, the night before, Brunswick Heads, um, which is also regional New South Wales, but not. It's coastal. Oh, my God. That's got to be the gig. It's one of the best gigs in the, in the world. And I'm not just saying that. The venue is insane. It's just the weirdest vibe. It's like, it reminds me of, and I hope this doesn't sound denigrating, it reminds me of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, when they went to Broken Hill, and the pub was there, and you had everybody at the pub, the truckie, you had the guy who ran the Chinese restaurant, and it was just, it's that kind of vibe, and there's lots of CWA ladies, it seems, like helping out with the venue. It's just magnificent. If you're ever up there, it's up near Byron. It's like better Byron is Brunswick Heads. Um, I probably shouldn't say that too much, because then people will ruin it. But um, I've noticed that anyway, there's a few posh, Easteries going in and stuff like that, which is nice, but um, yeah, it's you know, the next thing you know, there's going to be a bloody a Guzmanaga Gomez there, a Guzmanaga Gomez. Um, yeah, anyway, back to Orange. So, Orange is really nice as well, and it's you know, it's kind of like a little bit, it's right out, not right out west, but it's you know, west of uh, the Blue Mountains, and it's kind of got this kind of hipster edge to it but it's still regional and rural. And you're still, so in the audience, you've really got those country looking heads, like like blokes that Anglo, Anglo-Saxon looking heads that really don't belong in that part of the world. Does that make sense? You know, cause it's really dry and arid. Um, and you've got these Anglo-Saxon heads and you can see, see all the skin cancers they've had chopped out of their faces and they're all red in the face. Look, like Alf Stewart from Home and Away. Kind of every... That's the way I look at the country. All the blokes look like Alf Stewart from Home and Away. Um, and they're always looking pissed off and stuff. So you're performing for them, but they look pissed off while you're there. Like, they're worried about the wheat yield. Ah, oh, the wheat yield! All pale blood drain country dogs cocks. Anyway, there's... um, Yeah, so there seems to be a lot of... not ang- There's definitely not angst in Orange, but the, you, I just get that element of, like, teens... Teens that love Australian hip hop bobbing up. Like I saw a kid in a um, in a shit tracksuit, like you know, like a when I say a shit tracksuit, like a good tracksuit. It, it was Adidas or Adidas, however you want to say it. Um, just bombing up right in front of me, just with a big pink Poshka pen, um, just tagging a bus stop, and he just looked at me and snarled. And he was like fourteen. I was like, oh shit, that's regional Australia to me. It's scary. Anyway, um, 
I don't know whether it's, I guess it's a rebellious teenage thing to do that type of stuff and to listen to, you know, people get into, kids get into metal or they get into, um, look, I mean, goths have died off. You don't really see goths anymore, do you? But hip hop seems to be pretty predominant still. Um, I, I Mind you, at Newtown Cemetery, I love this. I walked through there, uh, Newtown in Sydney. There's an amazing cemetery there. And I, wore, I, used to, I used to always hang out there, which sounds really wrong, but it's a, a disused cemetery, if that makes sense. So they recovered a whole lot of graves from across a whole park and just moved them into one like corner of the park. Um, so all the bodies are still, when you're having a picnic there at the park next to the cemetery, you're actually mucking around on bodies. You're just dancing around. Um, drinking a beer you you are rolling uh, like the meadows in edinburgh you are rolling around on top of bodies which links really really well into my um subject for today which is seances but anyway um what was i talking about oh yeah i saw a whole lot of uh teenagers in the cemetery all playing nirvana songs like on guitar and i was like oh my god that's i mean that's my youth i would have been their age when nirvana first started making music but now they're looking at it ironically. They're an interesting generation, aren't they? I think they're called... I don't know what they're called. The ones below millennial. Um, I think they're the Zoomers, yeah? Are they Zoomers? Which doesn't make... It doesn't really feel fair because there's boomers. Don't call them Zoomers. Are they Gen Z? I don't know what they are. They're lovely, though. They, they seem to be disconnected a little bit from social media, which I'd love to... I'd love to switch it off, people. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I, I find it really hard. And I, I'm really sorry if I don't respond to you on social media. I must seem like such an asshole, but I get kind of a bit panicky when I'm on there. And I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's not a place that feels um, particularly happy for me, but I love posting stuff on there. So I like putting on out silly videos and stuff like that, um, which, you know, I'll continue to do. I just may not read the comments because I'm, you know, I'm wary. I'm wary and I won't get on TikTok because I, 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 I mean, I do get it, but I just can't be bothered again. I want to get on top of the new one. So if you do discover a new platform that's coming along, you're like, yep, that's the new one because Twitter's awful. Twitter's just for whinging and trolling. Um, Instagram seems like a nice place. Facebook, I like. I don't go on there at all, really, but I like that people are just staunchly, yep, I'm sticking with Facebook. Um, and not like deleting their accounts because it's like old ladies love it as well. You know, it's like Nana likes checking in and all that type of stuff. And I think that's kind of cute. You know, I can't imagine a Nana on Instagram, but Facebook, I think will always be there. And what am I, anyway, this is not what we are meant to be talking about at the moment. Just lots to talk about. Meanwhile, Glenn is learning to clap. He's trying his best. I just got lots to talk about. Oh, I've been traveling with a see-through suitcase. So a few years ago at the Adelaide Fringe, Crumpler, that brand um, with that little reggae man, uh, or Gollywog, he could be like a silhouette of a Gollywog, which is bloody cancel that. So um, yeah, it was a little, yeah, they, they gave out free Crumpler bags to Fringe artists and I got one and it was literally, uh, well, actually I didn't get one. It was my friend, Dr. Brown got it and we swapped um, Phil Berger. So he gave me um, his crumpler bag, but it's a suitcase, but it's made of see-through plastic and people lose their minds. Like if I drag that thing around, like at the airport, people just can't believe, like one bloke stopped me in Brunswick heads. He goes, what fucking possessed you to buy that mate? And I'm like, I got it for free mate. And I'm going to use it. Um, because you can see all my stuff in there, all my props for my shows. Like I've been carrying around a toaster for the show that I've been doing called, uh, Sam Simmons is putting things on his knees to raise awareness for people who have, who not have good knees, which I've been touring for like a year and a half, maybe even two years. I'm 
kind of it's time to put that show to rest but yeah you'll see me walking down the street and you can see in i'll put it I'll, i don't know how to get a photo of this to you i'll put it on instagram or something i've got a, people don't know how to deal with the fact that they can see what's in my suitcase but it's also weird because what's in there is a whole lot of um spider-man toys and a toaster and a whole lot of indigenous oven mitts if you've not seen the show that should entice you to come to the show but um yeah people can't c comprehend it's like they lose their mind at a see-through suitcase it's a really interesting social experiment it's kind of like uh, there's a great comic in the uk called richard herring and he did uh, a show called the hitler mustache I think it's where he walked around for a year with a Hitler mustache just to see how people would react, which is a really, I mean, that's really, that's dedication to your, um, to your art. Um, <clears throat> anyway, speaking of dedication, I am, I've gone back to school. So I'm back at uni. I'm studying, um, psychology. So I'm doing my diploma in counseling because if you know me or you don't know me, I went mad last year. I mean, and I can say that I went crazy. Um, in the mind hole and ended up in um, in, in care uh, basically because I didn't like myself very much uh, anyway so I realized though that I'm really good at talking about it and talking people through stuff so because I did a thing called talksies which I had to get rid of because it was doing my head in in a bad way not in a good way because um, I didn't have the skills the proper skills to be able to help people properly so that's what I'm doing now I'm going back and learning those skills so I can be a proper practitioner and help people out. Also, it'll go hand in hand with being an idiot, um, which all comes together in the big thing I'm trying to do at the moment, which is the Silly Billy Walk, which is um, a day, a, a national day of just dressing up like an idiot and parading around like an idiot with like-minded friends and idiots, all for the sake of being an idiot. So there's no point to the Silly Billy Walk, but it's coming soon and it's gonna be really big and really, really exciting. So. Um, yeah, get ready for that. Uh, okay, we're getting into seances. All right. Paragliding with Willem Dafoe. It's our niche's quiche deep dive subject this week. Seances. Now, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I think they're a load of shit. I don't believe in them. Um... I don't think they're the things that work. I don't believe in ghosts. I, I, I as I, as I uh, have um, said before, I think you've got a better chance of seeing Nick Cave shopping at Coles, um, which I have. I have, I have seen Nick Cave shopping at Coles, which is, like I said, like that, that's that's as high higher the stakes as it can get to actually seeing a ghost in real life, but not in real life. Um, yeah, he was doing a shop for his mum. I think his mum passed recently, but he was doing a shop for his mum at Coles Balaclava. And it was quite the sight. Just Nick Cave at Coles, just pushing around a Coles, um, a shopping trolley, just like, you know, getting stuff like cans of soup and stuff. What? Anyway, it was really, it was, it was fascinating. And I, you know, I pretended not to know, but I knew. Anyway, unless it was another guy, it was a doppelganger of Nick Cave. It wasn't though, because he had the chin. The chin was there, the hair was there. It was Nick Cave. He had sunnies on, but it was Nick Cave at Coles. Once again, Nick Cave at Coles. Isn't that a radical concept? Anyway, seances. Uh, I've got a history of uh, how they actually began. Here we go. The seance, or Sionki, was invented by Janine Seance. It's a true story. Her name was Janine Seance. Uh, she invented this in 1926 after she accidentally set fire to a Scrabble board 
And then she thought she saw something moving a curtain string. And she's like, ah, I'm communing. Um, that's untrue. Anyway, so a seance or uh, sionki is an attempt to communicate with spirits. Uh, the word seance comes from the French word for session um, and from the old word, word French word, sior, to sit. So a sit sesh. That's, that's essentially what it is. A seance is a sit sesh. Um, however, the word came to be used specifically for meeting for a meeting of people who are gathered to receive messages from ghosts or to listen to a spirit medium. See, there you go again, spirit mediums. You know, like those um, people who speak in tongues and stuff? Bullshit. It's just bullshit. God is not channeling himself through you and you're going... Anyway, um, sorry, Tom Tilly. I'll read Tom Tilly's book, by the way. It's really interesting. He used to do that, speaking in tongues. Uh, anyway, so spirit mediums uh, have a discourse or relay messages from spirits. Bullshit. Because like, the ghosts would just leave a message. Why do they just do subtle stuff? Why, and why are ghosts always dressed in olden days clothes? Like, it just, none of it makes sense. Like, none of it. And like, if they're going to communicate, why are they just flicking a light switch on and off? Just say something. Say, hello, I'm here. It's Gavin. It's Uncle Gav. I died four years ago. I just want your mum to know that I dropped, um, I dropped my credit card behind the couch. Uh, please let her know. Like, just practical. Be a practical medium. Don't be so vague about it. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, in modern English usage, participants need not to be seated while engaged at a seance. Who cares? Fictionalised conversations between the deceased appeared in Dialogues of the Dead by George... Anyway, I don't give a shit about that. Um, it's kind of like... Look, I can understand spirituality. But I get that. So you've got... Um, you know, having faith, and I'm not one to denigrate or belittle anybody's faith. If you're gonna, if you believe that at the end of it all, Jesus is there with wide open arms, that's lovely because it's like that's like a security blanket. It's like a really nice, um, like a meal that you love that you always go to. It's like a bowl of mashed potatoes. It feels good. Death is coming. Um, I want, I want to feel like I've got a bowl of mashed potatoes. There's Jesus. Oh shit, is it real? Oh no, this mashed potato is good. You know what I mean? So I'm not one to pull that away. And also like, you know, when I think when people talk about the spirit ancestrally, so when you talk about, especially in indigenous cultures, I think they're talking about, you know, communing with um, Auntie Renee from long ago, but they're keeping her spirit alive. So that in that sense, I understand what spirit means. Spirit is keeping the memory of someone alive, past, present and future. Um, what do they do now, like with the Welcome to Country in Australia? Um, so you do the welcome to country and there's one bit of it that really shits me when they say emerging elders What the fuck's an emerging elder? Like I get it like you can have a future You can't that, that means we have to refer to everyone as maybe the, the future prime minister because you don't know if that emerging elder is gonna Anyway, that's one little bit that I of that whole because I love it and I love listening to it But emerging elder shits me to tears. I don't think I'm alone. Am I alone there? Anyway, if you found that to be offensive or racist, you can email me at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. Samnichesquiche, or one word, at gmail.com. Um, I think people are going to struggle at um, spelling quiche. So Q-U-I-C-H-E. And niche, N-I-C-H-E. Sam niche as quiche at gmail.com. Um, and you can let me know if I've offended you. All right. Uh, the term seance is used in a few different, uh, different ways and can refer to any of four different activities, each with its own social norms and conventions, its own flavored tools. What? 
and it's flavored, offer favored tools and its own range of exe- uh, expected outcomes. Religious seances, um, spiritualism, spiritismo, what's that? Um, in the religion of spiritualism, the religion of divine metaphysics, a federally recognized religious branch. All oh, right, just means you, you, anybody could start a cult. I could start a cult. Come join me, it's a quiche cult. We'll just get together, um, have a quiche Lorraine. I don't really like a quiche. They're, I find them too um, too eggy and too buttery. They're niche, you know. There you go. Um, and if I would have one, I have a mushroom one. <laughs> Fuck. What is this? Is anybody listening? This is the weirdest thing as well. Because because I, I did radio for years on Triple J. I always I always I know that people are listening. But doing this, this is weird. It's just me in a room by myself. Uh, I'm coming to you live, by the way, from the uh, the border of Dulwich Hill and Marrickville. I'm on the Marrickville side, so I'm just a little bit better. That's the way it works in the inner west of Sydney. There's, um, you've got your your, I guess your core cool um, suburbs, and then other suburbs scratching around at the sides trying to get in. Um, I think most most places are like that. What's that place that's just past Brooklyn? Anyway, it's one of those, yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Meanwhile, Stella has just found her favourite fabric softener. She's going to smell great. Today's world is full of things. But where did they come from? And how did they begin? Sam Simmons, The Precise History of Things. Man, I love eating toast. For breakfast. Oh shit! Shit! Hey, quick! Come and look at this! Come and look! Well, what's going on in the kitchen? It's the face of Jesus in my toast! I have God toast! (gasps) Quick! Light some incense! Why are we lighting incense? God loves incense! How do we know that's even a Jesus on your toast? What? Well, it could be some other beard guy. Like who? Like a hobo or a wilderness man or one of those women with beards. (laughs) Did someone say beards? Magic Rob. Magic Rob. Magic Rob. Hi, I'm Magic Rob and I'm an apparition that appears on all sorts of food. Even food as amazing as rice. Wow, rice. I must have at least over 100 rices in here. So much rice. Just imagine all the things you can make with rice. Hot rice? Rice and chicken? Hot chicken burger. Maybe just a chicken. Sam Simmons. The precise history of things. So the, here's where the uh, the bullshit starts. Is uh, so you got leader assisted seances. So leader assisted uh, assisted seances are generally conducted by a small group of people, uh, with participants seated around a table in a dark or semi dark room. Leave the lights on. Why does it have to be dark for a ghost to appear? Why can't they just walk in and look like a person? Anyway, um, as uh, so they sit around a table and someone has to be typically asserted to be a medium. And she may be, she may go into a trance, bullshit, um, that theoretically allows spirits to communicate through his or her body. What a lot. That's, well, that's, um, that's molestation, isn't it? Like if you're allowing someone to like tamper with your body, then anyway, you cancel that ghost. Uh, all right. Other modes of communication may be attempted, uh, include psychography and automatic writing, automatic writing. 
What a load... Of, this is such a jib. I guess this is all pre... Because no one's really hanging out on a Friday night going, oh, let's go have a seance. So I guess this is just pre-Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Pre-television, pre-radio. People would just sit around and pretend that they could see ghosts and that was a form of, of entertainment. There you go. I've solved it. I think that is... I've solved it. Unless you're a part of the occult. Here we go. Um, those with the, an interest... So I'm recording right next to a busy road. So occasionally fucking Harley Davidson drivers, uh, riders go past. They get, they re- that, I find that noise so um, offensive. And I know that it's for their safety. I've got friends who ride Harleys and big engine motorbikes. And they, they're that loud because um, they want to be heard so that they can remain safe but it's it's still offensive so if you look at a harley davidson and they go past you i've just found this out recently uh, and if you put your hands over your ears and like they give you the finger it's because they think the, that that's a sign to them that you wish they were unsafe and they would want to die that was that was what was explained to me which was as, as confusing coming out of me as it was from them so um anyway just fucking muffle your engines you put your muffler on properly anyway uh, what were they talking about? The occult. I, I do have an, a fascination with the occult. I mean, so does my daughter. So my little girl Luna is just mad for um, mad for ghosts and scary stuff. Only like spooky stories. I took her to the museum and she, oh, sorry, to the uh, the gallery, and all she wanted to do was hang out in this weird room that was just full of etchings of like um, ghosts and and skeletons and stuff. She's five. She could be at the forefront of the new goth movement. New goth, because I remember emos were like a watered down goth but there's there's i'd like i'd like to know if there's a real shift back into proper full goth because you don't see many goths anymore i don't you really don't see um any goths anymore you see the um <clears throat> pardon me you see the um kind of like the japanese schoolgirl goths so that kind of look which is really interesting like it's i don't get it um but you know like the sec- the sexy kind of goth look but it's rare you'll see a, a bloke in a trench coat with like, you know, um, who, oh, what's that band? Blood Typo Negative that looked like that guy. Um, just walking around with like platform. Why are they always in platform boots as well? It's an interesting choice, isn't it? To go goth. I guess it's re- it's rebelling in a way that makes you, makes you stand out and different. So I guess you, that, that I don't see them as like, they you don't see menacing goths that want to beat you up. They're always gentle. They're like, I've never, you know, I've never seen a violent goth. Um, but I know that the occult does attract some weird people like from the far right. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about, but you do know, they're gentle. You know, goths are gentle. Mind you, I've never seen a, and like, you know, uh, yeah, I used to have a joke years ago, was it? You know, you either see um, really, really skinny goths or really, really fat goths. You never see like medium goths. That's true, isn't it? They're either, they're obese or they're really skinny. You don't get normal ones. Um, and you rarely see them drink Fanta, that's for sure. You, you know, it's not their, not their drink of choice. Um, all right, what was I talking about? Masonites, what are they? Hang on, here we go. Spirit boards. Oh, sorry, here we go. I thought that was like um, the, mace, the Freemasons for a minute. I got excited. I love all that conspiracy stuff. Spirit boards, also known as talking boards or Ouija boards. Good word. Ouija. Luigi. I wonder if that's a, how, where it came from, Luigi, from um, Super Mario Brothers, when he died in a game, and they made the Ouija, any of that, that's not even good. Uh, right, so Ouija boards made from flat, flat tablets, typically made of wood, masonite, or chipboard. <laughs> why, why would you need to, 
Why do they need to know that? Or plastic. Yeah, of course, do it on a chopping board. That's how you do a Ouija board. <clears throat> um, mind you, like scary movies, they still scare me. Even if they have got bullshit like this in them with Ouija boards, I will watch them. I think it's maybe the only form of cinema left that works with like what it says on the tin. Like really scary films are still really scary because really funny films don't exist anymore. Like I don't know what has happened, but I think the, the, the last funniest film that was ever made was Step Brothers. And I know you can go to town on me about that, but I think it's the last proper funny film. I don't think anything's really been that funny since. And on TV either. So fuck you all. If you're all going to sit there or if you're a, fo- you're a fellow clown who put out a TV show, sorry, I didn't think it was that funny. Um, which is, you know, you, again, you can think that of me as well. So it's all good. Uh, speaking of scary, I flow scoot, I flow, I flew scoot airlines. That's really hard to say. I flew scoot airlines. Um, and I think that what I'll do, I'm going to denigrate one brand every episode and scoot airlines. Oh my God. Like it seems good. Like the font is good. The website's not that clunky. Um, it's cheap. You get what you pay for. It's cheap. Now, just before you get on a Scoot airline, just know this. They don't have power outlets for your devices, so you can't charge anything. So I got on there with a half-charged um, iPad with a couple of movies downloaded because I knew that they didn't... They also don't have um, in-flight entertainment, so there's no screens. No screens. Anyway, half-full iPad, within four hours gone, and then I spent the next eight hours just alone with my thoughts. That was it. Alone with my thoughts, with awful food on offer, um, just sitting there thinking, oh my, I was wishing for the plane to go down. That's how bored it got. I was so bored, I, I was will- I almost opened up the door on this. What? Has not- anybody ever done that, by the way? I always think about it. Like, can you open up, if you're in an exit row, can you just open up that window? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to encourage people to do this, but... Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, right. Um, okay, what was I talking about? Seances. Um, well, I think that's that's as much as all. I mean, I'm, I know a good ghost story. I'll tell you this, okay? So this is how I'm going to round up seances. By the way, peppered all through this, um, are going to be some old recordings I've made just to make it a bit more fun. Some stuff I made with the wonderful uh, Nina Las Vegas and Craig Schuft and the God um, at Triple J back in the day. So I'm sure they won't mind if I just chuck in a couple of histories of things and stuff like that. Also just some little, little idents and stings like this. This. This is a story I heard when I was a kid from, um, my friend Stuart Peevor, who is, uh, my childhood best friend. Uh, still, still, I mean, we're not as close as we used to be, but we're still friends. Um, anyway, this came from Adelaide. It's apparently a true story. Uh, so a man was, I mean, I can't remember who it is in relation to Stuart. I should ring him before I tell the story, but anyway. So it was a man in his tool shop, in his garage, and he had the radio on. And he's listening to the radio and the songs were playing. And it was like, it went straight to static. So the man then went back and wound the dial because this is back in the nineties, wound the dial back onto the station and the song continued like back to static. So he's just getting static. Uh, he does it a few more times, keeps going to static. Then he goes to the radio, checks um, that it's all plugged in properly, turns it on and off, um, pl- unplugs it from the wall, plugs it back in, and then song continues. 
back to static. And he's like, oh, this is really weird. Maybe there's some type of uh, interference going on. Maybe the batteries have kicked in. So he pulls open the back of the radio and pulls the batteries out, puts new batteries in, unplugs it from the wall and thinks, right, we'll just try it with battery. Back to static. And he's thinking, oh, this is really, really weird now. Um, pulls the batteries out, goes to move them around. Now there's no power, okay? So there's no power going to the radio, but the radio just out of nowhere goes back to static. Now he kind of freaked out a little bit, but he thought, oh, maybe there's a little electrical charge still in there. So he shakes the radio around a little bit, turns it on and off, no batteries in it, not plugged in the wall. And the, the static gets louder and louder and louder. By this time he freaks out and he's just getting frustrated. So he picks up the radio, it's just a little transistor, you know, the, you know. even in today's terms, it would have cost the equivalent of like 20 bucks or something, or even 10 bucks. And he just, he got shitty because he was getting frustrated because it's just going to static, even when it seemed like there was no batteries in it. And he ditched it at the wall and it smashed and it was in pieces. And then out of the speaker, he heard, Don't do that. Um, now, I, I don't believe that story at all. Pretty scary, though. Pretty, pretty scary story, guys. Um, speaking of scary stories, thank fuck school holidays is over. Oh, my God. That two weeks, if you don't have kids, you don't know. Oh, my goodness. Especially at this age. Like, my little girl's five. It's just constant. And you just can't keep sticking a screen in front of them. Like, just look at that. Like... That's what ruined, I think, my generation. I, I was definitely raised by television, but I had no choice in what I was watching. Whereas now with, you know, tablets, you can do whatever you want. Um, that's not drug tablets, by the way. Do even, even, no one really calls them. They call them pills, don't they? They're not tablets. Excuse me, I've got a headache. Can I have a tablet? Um, anyway, so yeah, thank God school holiday. Thank God. Oh, it's, it's such a pain in the, in the, it's a pain in the anus. It's a painus. Um, also, I need some help with um, lunch prep. Uh, my my daughter's really good at food, but she there's only one sandwich she'll eat. I mean, she'll eat a honey sandwich, she'll have a peanut butter sandwich, but you can't send peanut butter to school or to kindy because there's other kids who are allergic to peanut butter. Um, she'll eat tuna, but you can't put that in the lunchbox either because some kid at school's fucking allergic to tuna. So uh, I've got, I need to put other things in. She hates Vegemite, won't go near it. I need sandwich recipes that aren't just avocado sandwiches because that's all she wants is avocado sandwiches and avocados as you know are not always in season it seems like we've been through an avocado glut you know when you've got too many avocados and what about the blood avocados when people are talking about like people are being murdered to make avocados also i think they use a lot of water to produce and they really do differ in terms of um flavor i don't think a harsh avocado is, is very good i like a reed Avocado. They're the big ones that like the size of grapefruits. They are buttery and delicious. I cannot wait for them to be back in season. They're not at the moment. Um, we're just stuck with the shit ones. So anyway, so I'm making a shit avocado sandwiches. And she will eat them. Um, but I, she needs to move on to something else. I don't know what to do. I tried it. I know this sounds like an awful sandwich, but I tried her on a um, cream cheese and roast pumpkin sandwich. Yum! Uh, wouldn't go near it. I don't want her eating, um, like, what do you call it? Uh, processed meat. Not because I'm, you know, a joyless hippie. 
Um, it's just that I read an article about the carcinogens um, that are in those meats, even like just ham and stuff like that. It's actually really bad for you. So I don't want to do that. So anyway, if you've got any like veggie-based sandwich suggestions, you won't eat tomato, so don't, don't say tomato. But something for a fussy eater, which is crazy because she eats salmon. She loves grilled salmon. It's her favourite thing, like, like, a little, like a little posh mole. Loves, loves grilled salmon and blue cheese. I'm not joking. She's got this really weird little um, posh palate. Posh palate. Um, anyway, so if you've got any sandwich suggestions, uh, hit me up <laughs> on on the email. SamNichesQuiche at gmail.com Afternoon shoppers, just letting you know that prowling level two today, we have a two-year-old black panther. Yes, this sleek jungle predator will be stalking victims all afternoon, so make sure you head to level two for your share of heart-pounding terror. Um, I've been watching... Oh, I've been watching something good, by the way. Bad Sisters. I think it's on It's on Apple. Um, it's really, really good. It's got Sharon Horgan in it, who I've never liked, but she's great in this. And also Frank of Ireland. So the Gleeson brothers. I didn't know this, but is it Brendan Gleeson or Brian Gleeson? Anyway, there's a big Gleeson um, who was the... The awesome um, guy in In Bruges with Colin Farrell, who was amazing as well. Great film. If you've never seen In Bruges, watch it. Really funny, really brilliant. But his sons, they're both brilliant actors as well. They did a comedy. Um, I don't know where you get it. No, it's on Amazon. It's called Frank of Ireland. Really, really funny. We, we should do the Australian version, Sam of Australia. But um, I can't get on television to save my fucking soul at the moment. Oh, my God. I, and you know why? It's because I look like what I look like. Because I'm a, I am a mid forties white Australian male, and I'm fine with that. But guess what? I'm Danish Aboriginal Nova Scotian French Jew. I am diversity. This is true. I, I am. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not getting angry at um, increasing diversity on television. I am fucking all for it. Tony Armstrong being on the project was a huge moment. I reckon. Um, so I, I love that. But that's my blood lot. I'm Danish. No joke. Danish. Aboriginal, so I'm from I'm from the Wimmera, uh, around Dimboola. My great great grandmother was taken off to a mission in um, what's it called Ebenezer Mission, uh, out of Shepparton. No, 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 right up on the border of Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia. Anyway, I'm potentially related to Goodsey. Anyway, it's really anyway. So I'm Danish Aboriginal, Nova Scotian, so the Scottish part of Canada, French Jew. Get fucked. So that's where Simmons comes from. That's a French Jewish name. What is going on with me? I I is diversity. Um, yeah, Simmons. Surnames are weird, aren't they? Like, so Simmons comes from. So Simmons is traditionally, I believe, well, I believe, a French Jewish Simon, uh, French Jewish surname. Um, I, don't, I don't know what Simon would mean. I should look it up because you know most surnames mean something, or they were named after the thing you did, like. Your name was uh, Regina Baker because your father was a baker or you're a baker. So you're the bakers. Um, you had the blacksmiths, you know, the Bell blacksmiths. Hello, Mr. Blacksmith. Hello, Mr. Smith. And that was shortened to Smith. Smithing. Uh, Fletcher. So there were people who worked in archery and made the feathers. Um, but you don't see any evolution of that with surnames. We just stick to them and they just carry on. But we should have new ones like um, bar uh, Barista. You had Mr. Hello, Mr. Barista. Oh, hello, my name's Belinda Barista. Because, you know, your father or your mother was a barista. Or, uh, you know, or Anton Biohazard. Do you know what I mean? Like, so after the Third World War, when there was a biohazard security and 
one man went in there and saved everybody uh, and they changed he changed his surname to Biohazard hello I'm Anton Biohazard does this make sense Patricia Influence like you're an influencer you turn into Patricia Influence Martin Peach War after the the famous Peach War of 2086 um, when someone remember when people were sticking needles in strawberries a few years ago and I was just thinking someone could uh you know, in the future, they put some type of poison in a peach. I think peach pits are poison. Why are they called a peach pit and not a peach pip? Anyway, um, that's a thought, isn't it? <laughs> okay, we're going to get into some shitty trivia. So I'm, I'm bringing back shitty trivia. Now, I'm not, I'm not like deep diving into the best of shitty trivia. I'm just, what I've done, I've just gone back into my old hard drives and printed out, I printed it out on paper, fuck hang me um paper waster uh so i've printed them out and i'm just randomly picking five every episode and we'll uh get into it let's go shitty trivia shitty trivia it's not even very good shitty trivia you can't even win anything it's a good theme song it is real it is it's anyway here we go Okay, question number one. 14 plus 22 equals what? No, the answer is maths. See, I know that some of you would have said 36, but it's not because it's just... Ah! Okay, uh, question number two. If a bus carrying nine passengers is going at 22 kilometers an hour for 13 minutes up an incline of 32 degrees with a tailwind of 14 kilometers and then runs into a Suzuki fun top carrying four women playing Bon Jovi's on a steel horse ride. On a scale of one to ten, how good is Bon Jovi? All right. Uh, I spy with my little eye something beginning with I. It's my eye, as in my eyeball. What the? F- what does that mean? Um, if I was to give you one pound, okay, this is another question. If I was to give you one penny for a pound of sea salt, how much salt would the sea salt be? This is dumb. How many cats can you hold in a caravan if it's a caravan made for cats? That makes no sense whatsoever. What is the difference between a camel and a guitar? What is the difference between a camel and a guitar? No, you don't have to tune a camel. What? (sighs) What is the main ingredient in milk? No, it's cows. Hey. Alright, here we go. I'll end on this. Okay, if I have $10 but I spend $18 on mixed lollies or mixed candy, what physical favour can I provide the shopkeep for the outstanding balance of $8? No, it's $8 worth of sex. Um, well, there you go. That was, that was shitty trivia. Redux. I don't even know what redux means. You know when they say redux? I just said it, but I don't know what it means. I should look it up, but I can't be bothered. This was, I reckon, the first episode of Nisha's Quiche. I hope you enjoyed it. I think next week, I reckon my topic might be the history of the first Hungry Jack store. I'm kind of, I'm fascinated with how that happened and all the legal ramifications with Burger King because they share, share the same mascot. Anyway, um, look, uh, more, more little secret things coming out on my Patreon. So I've got a Patreon, by the way. I didn't even mention that. Um, so you can get on there and um, help out a struggling artist uh, while he studies psychology to get a real job. 
because that's what's going on in the world. Oh, there's a lack of real people and don't and people don't really focus on real things. They just go for jobs and chase their dreams. Um, so I've been chasing my dreams for years, but it is time for me to um, go to psychology and sort some stuff out. Um, not just in my own head, but for other people's heads as well. But if you like the podcast, maybe you want to um, subscribe. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Subscribe. And I'm, I'm on this bandwagon way too late. It's way too late to have joined the podcast train. Everyone's getting off the podcast train. Um, anyway, I'd love you to, uh, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love you to get on Patreon. I think they'll just be in the link where you get the podcast or go to patreon.com or whatever. I don't even know the address. Just put in Sam Simmons Patreon and I'm sure something will come up. Uh, I'm not very good at marketing myself, people. And watch out for the Silly Billy Walk. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Anyway, this has been an absolute pleasure and a joy. I hope you enjoyed my episode about seances. We didn't really, I mean, look, it was kind of a deep dive, but I also just don't believe in them. Um, so much love to you. I hope you have a wonderful week and um, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next time and you'll be listening to me next time. All right. Bye.